0: You're listening to another life transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com.
1: We don't have just one preacher for you today. We don't even have just two preachers for you today. We have three preachers for you today. <laughs> three amazing people, and I'm going to introduce them. It is Connect Sunday. All of these people have amazing. Um, Connect testimonies, you know, connect groups and connection. Community has had a big, big impact on them. And so I'm just going to introduce them all right here, and then there's going to come fire, fire, fire over the next 30 minutes or so. So I want you to, to clap, cheer, be engaged, say amen, throw money if you need to, whatever you got to do to be involved. Um, and uh, in the leadoff spot, we have the Claudia Rotowski. You guys all look amazing today, by the way, also. But Claudia and her husband, Jeff, have an amazing connect group. Um, she is uh, like hostess extraordinaire. You come into their house and you feel welcome. She has everything you know, laid out and she's um, always you know, taking care of people, including people. You feel like home when you're with her. When you're around her, you feel loved. And uh, she is an amazing human being. Um, has two beautiful girls and uh a very handsome husband mr jeff Vertowski, over here so that's claudia she's gonna be in the leadoff spot in the two hole as we like to say uh he's a baseball guy so he knows what i mean um we have mr kevin cortez he made his splash at emerge course, but uh, he's an emerged man. He's a legend. He, uh, you know, former Marine and uh, just a, a, a great man of God. He's married to the, the beautiful Jen right here, who's in charge of the service. So I told him if he messes up, she's going to mute him because she's in charge. But he's just, uh, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a story of somebody who just literally came into the house of God and just surrendered. And to see his life now from, from when he came. I and mean, he was pretty good then, but now it's just amazing. And uh, you're next level. You're an influence of so many. Inspiration leads our uh, security team here at Balboa as well as has a connect group. So we love you. And then in the three spot, we have Pastor Jenny Irvin. You guys have been running a connect group forever, I feel like, and uh, I mean, so many people in this house would be able to point to Morgan and Jenny and say, they changed my life. And um, Jenny, you're just so, so incredible. I met you with, uh, initially with Pathfinders, actually. She, she a lot of people don't know this, she revolutionized Pathfinders, just so you know. She came and she's like, um, can I help you? <laughs> and I'm like, please. <laughs> And so um, she really helped uh, launch Pathfinders to where it is today. And uh, you know, they run recovery group at multiple campuses and beautiful children, beautiful family. So she's gonna be in the three spot, we love you. So this is your uh, chance right now to give it up for all three of these preachers as we welcome up Claudia Ratowski.
2: Great great honor for me to be here kicking it off Connect Week with Pastor Jenny and Kevin and Pastor Becky and Pastor John where are you I just want to say there you are I love you guys so much thank you so much for your genuine desire for people to step into their full potential and just to to want them to be empowered and grow I really appreciate you and I so appreciate the bold and courageous leadership of our lead pastors Pastor Jurgen and Leanne so grateful Uh, and hello to my connect group Ah! okay so today is connect week and we're talking about communicate communication community and connection Uh, our pastors don't just choose topics because we think it's a nice idea they choose topics because it's important We had Shredder Sunday to release the things of the past. We had Freedom Sunday to break things off that were holding us back. We had Vision Sunday to look ahead at what God has for our future. And today we have Connect Sunday because we need to bring it all together by connecting to God, connecting to our church, and connecting to each other. One of my passions in life is relationship. I love people. I want to see the best for people. And because of that, I am a proud Connect Group leader, along with my handsome and smart husband, Jeff Rakowski. We just love Our connect group and we have seen the fruit and the evidence of God moving in our connect group which I will share with you and when I do you're going to feel the excitement stirring up inside of you because if God does it for us he surely will do it for you too first let's talk about the word of God Um, in Genesis God says it is not good for man to be alone And normally we'll use that scripture as it relates to marriage, but I believe we could put a period at the end of that sentence and apply it to all of us. Man, woman, introvert, extrovert, we all need each other for spiritual health. In Ecclesiastes 4.9, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. That line makes me really sad. And it goes on to say that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. We also need each other for physical health. Psychology Today has done studies saying that social connection is just as important to your physical health as is diet, exercise, and proper rest. And we already know that the opposite is true, that without interaction, it leads to loneliness, depression, anxiety. And it does matter what kind of company we keep as well. Who are we surrounding ourselves with? Uh, Do you remember Job in the Bible? He was going through the absolute worst time of his life. He was losing things without explanation. He was... He was experiencing death of the people that he loved. He was, he was severely ill in his body. And at first his friends came along and appeared to do what was right, but then somehow they started focusing on the circumstances and began to give him bad advice contrary to what God was saying to him. And um, I, he actually ends up saying, you are miserable comforters, and they were of no help. Yeah. So... But then we see in the book of Mark, in the second chapter, there is a story about four friends, and one of them is paralyzed. Um, those three friends knew the needs of their friend who was paralyzed. And together, they took action in faith, and they knew Jesus. So they took their friend, carried him to the place where Jesus was. And that man could not have gotten there by himself. But then they get to the place of where Jesus is and saw how crowded it was. They saw the obstacles, they saw the circumstances, but they didn't let the circumstances waver their faith. They would not take no for an answer on behalf of their friend. So they climbed up on the roof, carrying their paralyzed friend, they ripped the roof off and lowered him down in front of Jesus. I know I need friends like that in my life. And as a matter of fact, I could probably guess not too many of us have experienced physical paralysis, not too many of us in this room, but how many of us um, experience being paralyzed with fear or being stuck in a decision? And that was me last week. And I needed my friends to get me through that, to help me with their faith, to shift my mindset a little bit, and they brought me back to Jesus. (laughs) Who are we surrounding ourselves with? amen. Okay, so I've seen this kind of friendship and brotherhood take place specifically in connect groups. And it's it's a place that allows us to go deeper than we could just on a Sunday with a 10-minute conversation in the foyer. And it's a place where friends lift each other up, we pray for each other, we encourage each other, we give each other advice on relationship, finances, everything at every aspect of life and we have so much fun while we're doing it we have fun we party we have food we play games it's so much fun and I know even having said all of that there are still some who might be a little bit hesitant to join a small group and I know it because I was one of them believe it or not <laughs> back when Jeff and I were first new to this church we were encouraged to go to a connect group and I didn't want to. I didn't want to walk into a room full of people that I didn't know and pretend I was comfortable. I didn't want to, I I didn't. I didn't want to open my mouth and risk saying something super embarrassing, which I'm known to do. My daughters can say amen to that. (laughs) And I just truthfully did not want to get in my car and drive and find a babysitter and all the things that go along with that. But the truth was, I felt lonely. And although I loved the company of my family, I still needed community. One morning, I went to women's prayer, and—oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. One morning, I went to women's prayer, and they opened it up for anyone who wanted prayer. And I felt my stomach go into my throat, and I felt my heart starting to pound. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to raise my hand. And all these beautiful ladies are looking at me, waiting for me to say something— and I, was, I just wanted to ask God for direction in that season. And I went to open my mouth, and the only thing that came out was the ugly cry. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And I don't often cry like that, but when I do, it's so ugly. So <laughs> I decided that day that I'm going all in with Connect Group because I needed direction and I needed community. And in that group, I found my, some of my best friends and we're still close to this day. Now let me get back to the awesome part about God moving, the evidence of God moving. We have seen people come out of debt. We have seen a full, I'm sorry, a high risk pregnancy come to full term, healthy baby, healthy mama. We've seen prayer lives grow. We've seen people declaring the word of God over themselves, over each other, and we have seen the evidence of God moving. Danielle is a nurse practitioner with an excellent career. She is amazing. But she knew and she was encouraged that God had more for her and she just got accepted to the Pathfinder's apprenticeship. And and I saw her training on the photography team this morning. Ryan and Karis, they're both in the restaurant industry. They both got baptized on Wednesday. She is now in school to become a nurse and he just launched an online Amazon business. Oh, and he was healed from a large tumor in his body. And I will let him tell you that story. We have Derek who's playing the drums now on our praise and worship team. We have Chrissy who's an esthetician and she graduated Pathfinders and launched a business. Josh launched a medical recruiting firm in the middle of a pandemic. This is not about profession, guys. This is about God's provision. Oh my gosh, how much more time do I have? Um, Trisha has so many beautiful stories, but the one that touched my heart is that she said she has more friends now than she could have ever hoped for. That touches my heart. Renee, he ministered to a woman and at his job. She, uh, he encouraged her to go to Cherish. She got saved. She, shortly later, she got married. The mom of the bride went out of her way to find him and thank him for helping to change his daughter's life. You never know where your influence ends. All right, couple more. Junior and Andrea got married. John and Allie got married. We're believing for more marriages. We have two couples with babies on the way. We're believing for more babies so much more okay but I have to come to a close I am just so thrilled and excited and I love you and I'm so proud of you and happy to see God moving in your life and for everyone who isn't already in a connect group just make the decision let me save you from the ugly cry please (laughs) you weren't we weren't we weren't intended to do life alone because a life alone we just survive but together we thrive
0: Come on. So good. That's kind of a tough act to follow. I'm kind of a, the bar just got set pretty high. <laughs> good morning, church. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just want to say at this point in my life on this stage today, I am so humbled and honored to be here. And I'm going to tell you a little story of how I almost wasn't here, how the, almost the devil took me out. But first, I want to honor our senior pastors, Jürgen and Leanne, for creating all of this. So people like me can have a, an opportunity to tell you my testimony to inspire others. I also want to thank pastors John and Becky Heinrichs, who've been friends, brothers, sisters, pastors. And Jen and I are so grateful for you guys in, in our lives. So thank you. Um, just a little bit of context for those who don't know me, which is probably about 90% of you um my name is kevin cortez my background is i spent 20 years in the marine corps i was a hurrah hurrah yeah that's right i was a helicopter pilot and then when i retired actually six years ago this month which is crazy um i did a small uh stint in finance and then i went to the airlines became a, uh, an airline pilot and thanks to COVID, that got stopped short so the, the context i want to talk about is um or the title of the message is I'm calling it cancel culture. So when I was in the Marine Corps, when I was in the airlines, you know, there's a, there's a certain culture there of people. There's a certain attitude of, of what they think is togetherness and brotherhood and, and sisterhood and everything. And what I realized is that God didn't have that for my life. He, he started my life in that uh, moment for my first half, and then he gave me a second half of what I like to call Kevin 1.0, And then Kevin 2.0, right? And uh, so a little bit of background. Jen and I first came here in um, October of 2017. And up until that point, I I was a saved Christian. And I I was a churchgoer. And I believed in God. I read my Bible when I remembered it. And that was about the extent of my faith. So when I went to Emerge Conference in March of 2018, that was the beginning of Kevin 2.0. God radically changed my life in one night with Pastor Mike Connell that literally healed me from alcoholism in one night. March 17, 2018. I'll never forget it. Amen. Amen. It's, it, it's all God. I, I had nothing to do with it. God changed my life because he had a new mission for me. And so what I realized is God said, you identified as a Marine, you identified as a pilot, but I'm gonna give you a new identity and that's the identity I have for you as an Emerge man. And so ever since then, I've been on a journey to get closer to him. And I hate saying the word I, it's not really a word. I hate saying I because I don't wanna take any credit. I give all credit to God. I wanna be here right now and I'm, I'm human. You know, this isn't, I'm not like a ghost. Like I'm real life flesh here right now because of the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God and what he did in my life at that conference. But it wasn't just the conference. The conference was a vehicle. What happened is I became a believer, not just a Christian. And so when I went to that level, I said, God, I want you to pour your life into me. Because for years, I was looking for uh, brothers and friends. And I'm like, oh, the Marine Corps got it, right? We're, we're all rough and tough, and we just kill everything we see. And, you know, that's, that's the Marine Corps way of life, Right. But God said, no, I'm going to give you 2.0. And so what happened is that my new identity in Christ allowed me to see what he had for me. And so it wasn't just a conference. It was a fact that I had to take the first step to say, God, I want you to change me. I want to be a new creation, new person. And so what happened is that God just put a seed in my life and then I had to take the initiative to have that seed watered. And that water was through men's prayer. I'm going to give a little plug in for men's prayer. Because for the past almost three years, three years, that's right, I've been going to men's prayer, and every single men's prayer, there was like a little mini connect group. So for those who have not gone to men's prayer, it's about 90 minutes. We have corporate prayer, then break up to small groups. That's the beginning of my connect group life was the fact that I was meeting so many men of God. And let me tell you, there's a difference between Marines and emergement. I mean, there's brains that are emergement, right, Pastor Charles? But but there's a difference between being vulnerable with men that you can be emotional with, that can identify with you from between what you go through, that can say, it's okay, Kevin. It's okay to let your emotions out. It's okay to be a man. It doesn't matter if, you know, your girlfriend broke up with you. It doesn't matter whatever happens to you because God, does, God will always have the last laugh, and he will always be in your life. He will always speak life into you. And so I learned to understand who I was in Christ. So bringing that to today, where I'm, I, I kind of joke about how I'm standing here today because of all the God's goodness he's done for me. So since I've been in this ministry, since I've been going to men's prayer, and I've had men speak life into me, which I've never had. Like, I couldn't call my buddies in the squad, just be like, hey, I, I got some, some you know, problems at home, you know, can you pray for me? They're going to be like, suck it up, deal with it, put some sand in it, click. That's about the extent of some of my Marine buddies, right? I'm like, yeah, that's a good friend. But let me tell you something. Those were friends, but I I met brothers in this church. I met real relationship in this church. I met men of God who pulled me aside when I was in the dark times with with, with my now wife that said, you know what, Kevin, come here. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay hands on you because God has something better for your life. And it was never the end. It was always the beginning, And so God canceled that culture that I knew for 20 years in the Marine Corps. He canceled every single thing I thought about being a man. He canceled every single thing that I thought that I needed because God has something better for me. And it all started with that one simple connection with just the men in this church that spoke life into me. And this is after the military. This is two decades of the military that had a a certain mindset that nothing was going to change. So bringing this all home is within that time, the past three years, God has given me just such new Innu- immeasurable more things in my life I couldn't even ask for. Number one, give me my beautiful wife. My incredible beautiful wife, Jennifer. And here's something I want to relate to what Pastor Pam spoke with on-, on Wednesday about speaking the word. For years, I literally called myself a professional single person. I was a professional single. So what mindset is that, right? So I used to say, oh, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to be Uh, I'll die alone. Those are the words I was saying out of my mouth, right? Then all of a sudden, God changed that narrative. He's just like, nope, 2.0 is going to start. So he gives me Jennifer, right? Jennifer is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. I would not be here, flesh and blood, if it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't have a heart of God if it wasn't for her. She prays for me. I, in my wildest dreams, I never would have thought a woman could pray for me because for so long, I just wasn't used to that. I didn't know what that was like. God said, no, I got something better for you. So now we have this amazing connect group. In our marriage, we have just accelerated at rates that I can't even contain. 2020 wasn't a bad year. It was one of the greatest years of my life because he, he let our marriage to flourish. And another uh, blessing was in the airlines. I was home 12 days a month. That's it, right? Brand new, married, couple months. Four days after we got married, I was on a four day trip. Yeah, nice honeymoon. So, but ever since my career changed, we were to spend time together. And then we got to become connect group leaders. And our connect group, which is here today, there they are. We lead lead a relationship connect group. And let me tell you, Jennifer and I have grown so much more we have grown so much more as a couple. We have learned so much from our connect group. We are so blessed. But the miracle within the connect group was the fact that most of them took the first step. Right. They said, you know what? I, I need some change. How do I do this? Like, I don't understand. My, my, my girlfriend, my wife, my fiancee, we're all fighting. And so Jennifer and I were allowed to pray into those groups. And now we have the, the abundance of, of great better relationships from our group is something that you can't even fathom a year ago, six months ago. And so the, one of the greatest words I heard from this church is the best is yet to come. And and I love that because that just shows that, Hey, God's not through with you yet. There's more and more for you to, to do with your life. There's more in the relationship world that you and your wife have. So for those who are new to this church, the church is a vehicle. The church is us. The church is people that are connected in this church. So I'm standing here as a, as a retired Marine, helicopter, airline pilot, whatever. That means nothing for who I really am is a believer, merged man of God that's standing up for those men who are suffering from isolation, who are suffering from being alone, who have broken relationships. I'm telling you, there's so much hope for you. There's so much out there that you just need to take the first step. You know, And what I related is for those... Uh, people in the school, which we've all gone to high school, right? You're not going to get an A in your math class if you just ask your teacher for an A. you got to work for it, right? I'm never going to have the arms that Pastor John does by just thinking about it. i got to work for it, okay? I mean, there's goals, and you have to work. You have to break the mold, and you also have to be willing to let God fill your life. Thank you so much. I love you guys. God bless you.
3: Oh my goodness. Hello, Bobboa. Oh my gosh. Wow. I cannot believe I am on this stage right now. If you only knew my story, you would know what a miracle maker God really is. And you guys just killed it. Oh my gosh. How am I supposed to follow up with that? I have no idea, but I'm just going to start with honoring our pastors, Pastor Becky, Pastor John, and of course, Juergen and Leanne. You guys are my heroes in the faith. I wouldn't be who I am without you guys today, and I just love and appreciate you guys so much, and oh my goodness, it's so good to be here, oh my gosh, wow, so um, to introduce myself, first of all, I am married to Jesus, I um, I do his laundry, I cook his meals. And I swear we're not a heretical church, you guys. We uh, actually have *Hero* the rock musical every year, and he's been my husband's been Jesus every year. So we need—that's that's what it is. We also lead our *Awakened Recovery* ministry, so we help people to. Get out of the bondage of drug addiction, alcoholism, and all sorts of addiction. And we have been Connect leaders for the past six years now. So uh, shout out to our Connect people who are here. We love you guys. We love you guys. You have just impacted our lives so much. You're such a blessing in our lives and your family. So yay. So um, preparing for today, I was just asking God, who does he want me to speak to today? And I really felt him saying, He wants to talk to people who are in hiding and who've really shut themselves out and have like resigned themselves to like the fact that they will never overcome this uh, anxiety, this depression, this loneliness, this addiction. And you know, they've kind of just like hidden themselves. And I can relate on every level. And I'm gonna just share a little bit about my story so you'll see the victory that I've had in my life. And so I grew up in a lot of chaos, a lot of dysfunction. Both of my parents were um, addicted to drugs at a very, I was a very, at a very young age. And so my mom also had a lot of um, really severe mental health issues, which landed her in the um, mental hospital um, several times. And my dad left when I was eight years old. So I I say that that's really when my childhood ended, when I was eight, because I actually took on the responsibility that I thought that I could, like, change things and that I could really, like, fix my family. So if you can only imagine the um, unhealthy uh, mindsets and the unhealthy coping mechanisms that happen from living, you know, in that um, type of situation. So... Uh, I had, like, no models. I just had, like, a survival mentality, right? So... Um, you know, it was it was rough. And so when I went into my like late teens and early 20s I started to go down a really dark path. So I started to get into partying I got into the rave scene, you know, oonch, 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 you know, like <laughs> Definitely like I have my glow sticks. I have my big Janko jeans to prove it guys I swear if you saw pictures you'd be like whoa <laughs> um, And you know, I started to like just dabble in, like, new age, like, demonic stuff, and I, like, I was just lost. I had, I was just lost. No models, you know, and I was just hanging around with people that were just as lost as I was and trying to find, like, identity in in the world, right? So, uh, but then here's the good part. So when I turned 25 years old, I had a radical... Um, miraculous encounter with the living God. And I gave my life to Christ, which is a whole other crazy, miraculous story. But that started my journey with Jesus and with church. And I will say that, you know, I had new hope. I had some more victory in my life. But I would say that overall, my internal world did not change. I still carried the same shame, the same insecurities, Um, and really still living in defeat. I still had no, like, vision for my life. So I, so I like to say that I was, like, you know, a saved going to heaven Christian, but I was a defeated Christian, and it was, like, but I had this, like, solace. I was, like, okay, well, at least Jesus is probably coming back soon, right? I mean, he's probably going to come back in our lifetime, right? It seems like it, right? So at least I won't have to deal with this that much longer, right? Or at least when I die, I will not have to, like, have this bondage anymore, you know? So that's, like, what I had to look forward to, and it was like a hope, right? It was like, cool, like at least it's not forever, you know, but I don't know about you, but I do not think that God sent his only son to die a brutal death on the cross so that we could just white knuckle it until he comes back, right? So I started to, I started to like see scriptures like John 10:10, I've come to give you life, and life more abundantly, and Jeremiah 29:11, where he has Plans to proper, prosper us, you know, not to harm us, and so I just knew that there was something more, but I didn't know how to get there. And so, it's really cool. I found this scripture that I believe is really the true solution to this, and which is community and its discipleship. And so, this is in 2 Corinthians six, eleven to thirteen, in the Message version. So it's like the straight talk version. It's, uh, it says, "Dear, dear Corinthians." I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide-open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Like... Whoa, right? Like that is like such a convicting scripture. Like, oh my gosh. And this is Paul speaking to the church of Corinth and he's basically calling him out saying, you guys are living ineffective lives for the kingdom. You're living small lives. He's, you know, calling out their excuses saying, it's not the church, it's not leadership. It's not your parents that harmed you. It's not that spouse who cheated on you. It's not that person who betrayed you. This is within you and you actually have the power to change. I know, right? It's, it's, it's amazing. And so, I, I mean, it might sound a little harsh, you guys, but in the context of relationship, in the context of community, of trust, this is actually what true discipleship really is. And this is where change actually happens. And so I feel like this scripture actually perfectly sums up my experience in this house. And I walked into the, uh, the doors of... Uh, Awaken Church now, um, 10 years ago back at Carmel Valley Middle School, and I was the same girl ridden with the same fears, the same shame and insecurity, and I began to hear the teaching of our amazing pastors, Jürgen and Leanne, and their message was like, you're supposed to have victory now. Like, it's not just for heaven, you know, and just something started to rise up in me, and I started to like see the fruit in everybody's lives here and in their lives. And I was like, why is everybody so nice here? Oh my gosh, why is everybody smiling all the time and so nice? Like, who are these people, you know? But, and it was, just rose something up in me, and it changed something in me. And I just started to step outside my comfort zone, and I, I joined a connect group. And I need to get water, sorry. Mm. Ah. So I joined a connect group. I stepped outside my comfort zone. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know anybody. This is so awkward, you know? And But I just stepped through it, and then I started to serve, and then I started going to morning prayer. And the act of being connected is what started the healing process for me. I The shame began to fall off. I started to face those insecurities, and I started to, like, really— like, own who God says that I really am. I got delivered. I mean, ooh, there was a lot of demonic deliverance that needed to happen in this life. Um, And, oh, my gosh, you guys, just to fast forward to now, like, I am literally living, like, the life of my dreams that I never thought I'd be qualified for. I have the most incredible husband who is the man of my dreams. I have my my Jack and my Ella, my little babies who um, are the light of my life. I have the most incredible world-class community that are just like brothers and sisters, and my like my girlfriends, my sisters in Christ that are like lifelong friends. And you guys, this was not me 10 years ago. Like, if you think like when we come up here that we have something different than anybody else you know we don't we just went through a process so i gotta land this plane i know i'm probably like behind but um but you know and most of all like that shame and insecurity like that no longer has power over me do i struggle do i have bad days Heck yeah, like I still struggle with the same things, but the power is gone, it's, it's no longer has the control over me that it did. And so, um, so I have to land this plane so I don't get in trouble for being over, um, so. <laughs> So with anybody here that resonates with my message that knows that they've been hiding, that knows that they haven't been living the way that God has them to live, and they know it, Um, I just want to encourage you guys to just step out, step out and join a connect group, go through the awkwardness, go through the, you know, just the hard um, you know, just steps. And I promise you, you're going to find people that like have gone through what you've gone through and will take you through to, you know, to where you're supposed to be. And then you'll be the one leading other people once you get free. I promise you that. So, um, and one more thing, you guys, you cannot be healed being isolated. It's just, it cannot happen. If you're isolated, there will be no change in your life. And I guarantee that right now. So, um, So, and my breakthrough would have never come if I didn't um, connect myself to this healthy community. So, okay, I'm done. So thank you for letting me live. (laughs) Thank you for letting me speak into your lives today. I love you.
1: (laughs) Come on, give it up for all these three preachers. continually blown away by by the people in this church you guys can be seated just for a couple minutes we'll be done in just a just a couple minutes but thank you for sharing your stories guys I just feel like you want to just like hug them all right it's like oh but the one common thing about all their stories is community changed everything as soon as they got planted as soon as they got around different people and, and i know there's statistics that say you know 90 percent of your future is tied up in who you hang around with and in your relationships. And I, I believe that. I believe that that's true. So thank you guys. Even even um, even Jesus was with his disciples and he's the Messiah. He's God on the earth and he calls his disciples friends. Like even he needed friends. I wonder if he would have finished his mission if you didn't have friends. It wasn't his will in the beginning to go to the cross. It was in the beginning, but it wasn't in the garden. He said, not my will, your will be done. I wonder if he didn't have those, those friends around him. Um, I wonder if he didn't have you know people that he had met and that he had invested in, that he knew that if he didn't go, their lives would be a mess, I don't know. But even he said, friends, we all need friends. Christianity is impossible to do well without friends. The right friends, like they were saying, people in the house of God. I had plenty of friends growing up, just they weren't Christians. And it led me to the club instead of the church. And then I found a good woman. But then we got in community, and that changed everything. And so uh, why, don't, why don't we all just close our eyes? I'm just going just gonna to pray. If you're here today, and um, I want to give you an opportunity to first come into community with Jesus. That's the first step. First step of living God's plan for your life is getting to know Jesus, and, and he's the key. He's the key. So if you're here today, and maybe you've never invited Jesus into your life, or maybe One time you did, but you've kind of taken your life back. But today you want to just recommit yourself to him. With every eye closed and head bowed, if you're one of those two people, can you lift your hand? I want to pray with you. You've never accepted Christ, or you want to kind of rededicate today and get back in community with Jesus. Is anybody like that today? Over here to my left, thank you. I see those hands over there. Thank you. Over here to my right, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. See that hand. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Anybody else over here to my left? Thank you. God bless you, sir. See that hand? Is there a couple more people? Up here to my left. Thank you. Thank you. Over here to my right. Thank you. Amen. Amen. With every eye closed and head bowed, if, if, uh, I would love everybody to repeat this prayer after me, especially those of you that lifted your hand. Repeat these words and everybody in in here is gonna help you. Just say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins so I can have community with my Heavenly Father. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Today I declare I am saved. Heaven is my home. And God is my Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.